And what do you guys think? We're having Starfield. We've got Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out, moved one week earlier. We have Mortal Kombat. That's, it's like a jam-packed month. And to me, like marketing-wise, how does this make sense? People are going back to school in September. So obviously these games are not targeted at kids. So why release all these games for adults in September and October? Mortal Kombat is like Street Fighter. Street Fighter now has, has this RPG component where you can walk the street and raise up character. I don't think I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a while, and I don't remember what kind of mode you can play in eleven. In the end, Mortal Kombat is still the very same as you played thirty years ago. Get a friend, have a couple of fights, ten minutes, twenty minutes, half an hour, and that's it. It's not. Baldur's Gate where you need to sink thousands of hours in it. It's just to distress at the end of the day, so that's fine. Armor Core is mission-based, I think. So again, we can play 30 minutes, maybe an hour, and that's it. You can just log off after quite easily. What else do we have? Starfield? Yes, Starfield doesn't make much sense, as you said, because that's going to be a, a, lot of, a lot of hours to sink in. But again, when will the game be truly operational because everybody expects that on day one it's Bethesda is not gonna be even if they said yeah there's not that there's gonna be a launch without much bugs wait and see people we don't trust you on that yeah that really depends on the type of game right but as you said 2023 has been insanely packed with good games really I'm not gonna complain but yes you really have to play your game in two weeks before the next one come out it's terrible for the wallet. Any of those, Adam? Yeah, I don't know. I guess you could argue that kids are going back to school, so these games for parents are coming out because they're like, hey, your kids are going to be starting busy yeah. soon. <laughs> now you have time to play. But it also might just be the whole, you know, COVID's finally over, and now all these projects mm. are finally coming to fruition. And because everything was delayed, this is just it's all funneled into one time frame. And it's just hard to find a time to win to plan it. Was it Baldur's Gate? was released earlier and Starfield's been delayed twice and Armor Core is, is I guess, not been moved. Yeah, it, it, was it, people were saying that Baldur's Gate actually changed their timeframes because of Starfield. So it looks like a, maybe some other companies also took that into consideration and have been build, building around Starfield. That's a possibility. Cool. All right, Adam, second story for today is... Uh, second story is that if what kind of an episode would it be if there was no Final Fantasy in it? And so what's happening is Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Ever Crisis <laughs> is going to be released. We got a release date on iOS and mobile. It is going to be coming out on September 7th. This game is going to be covering the entire Final Fantasy VII saga, I guess you could call it, all the way from First Soldier, uh, Advent Children, and perhaps beyond. So this is basically going to incorporate every single thing that we've seen in the Final Fantasy VII compilation, but it's also going to be adding some new stories. We're going to be getting Sephiroth's backstory. So there's actually going to be new content that's going to be focusing on Sephiroth and his story and how he came to be the big guy to be or the poster boy for Shinra and all that. So it is a mobile game. It will have gotcha elements. It's a completely free to play, but it does have gotcha elements and you'll be getting armor, accessories, weapons, that sort of thing. You might also notice that if you look at some of the characters that we are very familiar with, such as Cloud, Aerith, Tifa, Barrett, 
they are wearing unique costumes and it's because those costumes are from the whole gacha mechanic apparently they are tied to i think either the weapons or the armor but they are what you equip so you know as you equip new things you can actually get different costumes in the game so if you are interested in playing final fantasy 7 from the very very beginning to the very very end this is the game to play and again it is free and it is not available in taiwan so i will not be playing it <laughs> Just imagine. Uh, what do you mean from the very beginning to the very end? So originally there was just Final Fantasy VII, and that just covered, you know, the story of Cloud and crew. And then later on, they established what was called the Final Fantasy VII compilation, where they added in stories that were kind of sequels, but focused on other characters, such as Dirge of Cerberus. There was the movie Advent Children. There was, and then they made was it Crisis Core where which took which which gave us Zack's story who was a character briefly mentioned in the original game and then just last year i think it was we got first soldier which was supposed to be a pseudo prequel taking place 30 years before the events of final fantasy 7 and so this is going to start with either first soldier or earlier 30 years before the game even begins and we're going to be getting the story of basically the world. And so it's not going to focus on one character. You're going to have a section where you're going to be focusing on some random candidates for the first soldier program. And then you're going to have a section that focuses on Sephiroth. And then you're going to have a section that focuses on Zack. And then you're going to have a section that focuses on Final Fantasy VII itself. And then you're going to have a section that focuses on Dervish of Cerberus. And a section that focuses on Advent Children. So basically everything that's happened in the Final Fantasy VII compilation we're going to get that full story from beginning to end. So, As in, they've already created this, and so this is just going to be like a unreleased most of hour game or something like that. Yeah, so they've created most of it, and then they're adding new stuff. Like, for instance, we know who Sephiroth is. We know why he's a big guy and why he's so important. But this is actually going to go into his past and talk about... We're going to see him when he was younger, before he turned evil. And so we're going to actually see some of that and things like that. So this is actually going to take everything that has already been established in Final Fantasy VII, put that in there, and then throw in new content that's going to basically fill in some of the time gaps between... Because you have something that happened 30 years ago, and then the next thing is something that happened five years ago. And there's a 25-year gap between those two events. So we're going to get stuff that spans that gap so that we can get a full story of from... The, from basically the discovery of Genova, effectively, all the way down to the defeat of Sephiroth and the defeat of Genova. So basically, yeah, it's just this spans the whole story. Antoine, sorry, I cut you off before. No, I'm just laughing at uh, nobody could say, yeah, Sephiroth giving chocolates on Mother's Day. Yeah, Genova, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's just, as you said, it's... 300 hours game. It's a lazy way to make money off. It's a big IP, it's a big title, they know where to really go into it and spend lots of money. So, yeah, it's a sure, it's almost a sure success. Like, like when you do a lot of the ring stuff, or it's just so lazy because what story on Sephiroth? Yeah, he was a soldier. Yeah, we already know about this. He was a very good soldier, in fact. Yeah, and lately handsome, that's why he was a poster guy. What does you want to say? <laughs> No, I just, I just find it lazy. I would have preferred a prequel on the war between Midgar and Yuffie's village, which is 
Utai, that's going to be in here. That would be more interesting than just preview events that you have seen in how many games? Just seen the events already on actual console game with nice graphics and nice story. This is a mobile game. You don't have story on mobile game. You have Getcha. You have you spend money for virtual equipment. This will have story. Honkai Star Rail and, uh, uh, has story. Genshin Impact has story. So you yes, know mobiles that's, are that's bro- taking off. That's browser game, right? I'm not playing browser game on my mobile. Here you said that it's a mobile game. It's a mobile game in the sense that it's an RPG. It, it's an RPG. It's turn-based combat. It's a guy, it's a mobile in the sense that it's only on mobile. It's not on console. It's not on PC. Exactly. But, if it, it should be exactly. If, if it's a free, free browser game, gacha game, then I'd say yes. But it's mobile, so it's mobile only. Yeah. So what's the point? Gacha is no. a mobile game too. <laughs> I disagree with that. Genshin is a mobile you, game you, too. You yeah. can't have the same quality on the full screen of your computer. And it's not no, the, same. the graphics are going to be down. Just re- try to read the full story on this, and your eyes are going to go dead. No, nah, just... blue stacks. Yes, but <laughs> we're not sponsored anymore, so all the points. And actually, we don't need to use blue stacks anymore because Android Windows 11 has its own Android App Store that you could just play Android app get Android apps on Windows 11 without any software at all. Absolutely. Okay, because I am running out of time. So, Adam, I apologize. Do you mind if I skip to story number three? Sure. So my story number three is a game that, honestly, I did not play a lot of 20 years ago when I was living in the States. I had my first PSP. It is a game that I'm going to let Adam probably talk a lot about because he probably knows a lot more about this than I do. It's a game called Petapod. And I don't listen to music anymore, I'll be honest. I don't have time for it. It's... Just there's so much YouTube content. I told this to a coworker the other day. I spend or listen slash watch YouTube eight hours a week. Like that's more than like I watch TV every week. But yeah, no, so no music. But Petapon was a game that was just so fun and exciting. And the rhythm-based combat and the like minimalistic graphics back in the day were minimalistic is probably the wrong, but like very it, it didn't look as good as like God of War back in the day, right? I guess for lack of a better description. But so the guys behind, I'm not, so I'm not sure. They have started a Kickstarter, people related to the original Petapon game. They are Japanese guys. I have no idea why their studio is based in France. I told this to Adam. But if you look on the Kickstarter page as well, there's lots of Japanese everywhere. They have English and Japanese updates. They have like AMAs and stuff on YouTube where they will, the guy will speak in Japanese and there'll be a translation in English. But the game was asking for $137,459. And that's a weird number, again, because that's Japanese yen translated into American dollars. They've raised $944,826. And they've gotten a whole bunch of stretch goals, mini games, David Weiss collaboration. I have no idea who David Weiss is, but maybe you guys do. They have a chiptunes version for something. Game released in Fig's language. Again, lots of stuff I don't understand, but it's just cool. The only thing I will mention, though, is that this... Usually Kickstarters have like a price range from $7 to $25, $30. The baseline Kickstarter price for this game is $47 or 6,800 Japanese yen. So that's, that's almost the price of a full game, right? So usually Kickstarter is supposed to get like some sort of advantage. But basically, Rata... I'm not saying this correctly at all. Um, I apologize. Red is is basically yeah. Patapon colors, cool graphics, cool art, 
more music, more gameplay, and a game that's probably going to be supported for a while. And again, it's going to be on Steam. They've already passed the console Kickstarter. Potentially, it's going to be on Switch. I would say very likely. I'm going to stop talking. Go check out the Kickstarter page. Check out the cool art. Read all about it. Again, let me remind you, this is not financial advice. I'm not telling you what to buy or what not to buy. This is just something I'm very enthusiastic about. And it's coming out in April 2025. So please do keep that in mind. You're probably going to, everyone who does back even the basic level, you'll get beta access. So you'll probably get beta access in 2024. So this is something you're buying now. You won't be able to play at least for the next six, seven, eight months or so. But yeah, if you guys are interested, let me know. And I've already bought it. So I will be showcasing it at some point in 2024 gaming time permits, of course. I have been very interested since you first showed me this. Yes. Love Patafon. I'm looking at the Kickstarter. What do you think? Sorry, I No, looking at the Kickstarter... The only thing I haven't, I haven't signed up yet, but the only thing is because it says that they are going to do a console version, but then when you do the, when you sign up for say digital or physical, it doesn't say, usually it'll say something like on the platform of your choice, but it doesn't say that. So I'm like, okay, if I sign up, does that mean I can still get the console version or is it like you're only getting, they're only going to be giving the Steam version for this. I don't know. So it, it does. Basically, Kickstarter has a rule. Once you create your Kickstarter, you can't change certain sections, especially the rewards. I've had this with a bunch of Kickstarters where they're like, okay, we unlock the Switch version. But again, when you buy it, it doesn't say a Switch version, it just says the Steam version. So no, like I backed it as well. And they will send out a survey at the end of the game, like most Kickstarters do, say, what platform do you want to And you get to choose your platform, be it ps5 or pc or switch in my case no oh, well i'm gonna go pay that today i'm gonna go <laughs> sign up for this today sorry go ahead antoine no just because i'm not sure what kind of game it is like a rhythm game or it's yeah, yeah it's like a rhythm combat game uh, you, you... adam you should explain because you i'm sure you actually finished this i only played like the yeah. first five or six levels so you get your little dudes and this one apparently they're they're a little bit different because this one's closer to patapon 3 because in patapon 3 you kind of had your heroes and then you had your regular patapons here you kind of have your hero units, which are the guys with the big instruments. And then you have the little, they're called, was it Koban or something? Those are the little dudes with the spears. And what you do is you have basically a constant beat, like a drum, just dun dun. And then you have to enter a command. So like in Patapon, if you go Patapon, then they will march forward. And if you say Pon, Pon, Patapon, then they will attack. And so basically what happens is you hit four beats. They will follow that command for the next four beats. You enter four beats again, and then they follow that command for the next four beats. And so you're commanding them to do things like march forward, retreat, attack, defend. And then sometimes you can get like some spells or something like that. And then also they have a thing called a fever bar. And if you're hitting on the beat, like for example, on say Guitar Hero or other rhythm games where you have, okay, good, perfect. If you can keep like your perfects up, then you'll build your fever meter, which will increase the damage and defense of your units. So it'll be more powerful if you can stay on the beat. So yeah, basically you're a war drum and you're commanding your troops using the war drum as a signal to tell them what to do. That sounds really cool, actually. <laughs> it is really cool. Can't hear you, Korean. Yeah, Korean went quiet. Sorry. Better. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that information, Adam. I could never explain it. I have such just fun memories. That's all about it. So when I saw it, I'm like, okay, that's going to be an Insta buy for some point in 2020. 
But okay, cool. Let's move on to Antoine's third story. I don't really have a third story more. Last week, I just wanted to con- to say a big congrats to Viva La Dirt League. If you don't know Viva La Dirt League, they are some New Zealanders who are doing, could you say, sketches about famous video games like Red Dead Redemption, Dungeon and Dragon. They have lots of little series and they are hilarious. I really love them. And... In order to have to grow and go to the next step, they needed a studio, real studio. They didn't. They were just filming in the wild because New Zealand is very pretty. But they were stuck with the level of gear they had. They had not a Kickstarter, but a fundraiser, fundraiser with their fans to to be able to raise funds to get a studio. And they did not last week though, so I guess two weeks ago, and they opened a new studio. So. That means very likely we're going to get some new and even more awesome videos from Viva La Dirt League. I know I've converted Korean to it, and he can tell you that they are great. So really, go to see. You obviously know them because they already have 5 million subscribers on YouTube. That's not enough. They need at least 10. So <laughs> go and subscribe. They are really good. Yeah, very awesome. I think like this kind of content is what like YouTube is going to be in the future. More individual content, more high quality individualistic content made for specific communities rather than we have these like broad network shows on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. And I think that's why YouTube was the second most visited site in the world by a huge margin um, in April of 2023 this year, like 80 billion views. And then Google was like a hundred and something. And then the next number three was like Facebook with like 13 billion views. So that tells you just like the amount of watch time and stuff and how YouTube is actually making money out of not only our shows because we're not monetized yet, but YouTube puts ads out on the middle age gaming streams on the middle age gaming videos and they get earned money from that, right? But they also earn money from all these people as well, which is good for them. But it just means that I'm happy that we are, have made the choice to be here and are going in a direction for success. You don't regret not going on Dailymotion? I do not regret that. Very good question. Adam, what about your third story? So my third and final story is that Xbox is updating their policies on strikes. So basically they are having an eight strikes and you are out policy. So when, if somebody is flaming you or doing whatever, something abusive, you can report that person and they are going to assess whether that deserves a strike or not. And if they get a strike, Uh, After two strikes, then they are going to be banned for, I believe, uh, you're going to be suspended for a day. So after two strikes, you're suspended for a day. After four strikes, you will be suspended for a week. And if you get eight strikes, you will be suspended for a year. Now, that doesn't mean you can't use your Xbox. It just means that you will be locked out of multiplayer messaging, parties, and party chat. So you can still do all your single-player stuff. You can still buy things on the store. You can still use your Xbox. All that's fine. You just can't be in a multiplayer setting or in parties where, you know, you could potentially verbally abuse people in the future. And these strikes are going to last for six months. So after six months, a strike goes away. You will be able to check how many strikes you have, and you'll be able to check any kind of suspensions that you have. But yeah, so as long as you are behaving well, then no problems. And for people that are abusive, maybe you want to be a little bit nicer because, yeah, they're going to be cracking down on that. So I just thought that this was, I personally think it's good news. I don't think bullying is a good thing. Yeah, figured I'd share it. 
Oh no, League of Legends community is gonna collapse. <laughs> oh no, no, but you do need eight strikes and they are that's, cumulative. That's so if you get like one strike this month and then four months later you get a second strike, you would get suspended for a day. But then two two months after that, you go back down to one strike, so. That's silver land. Yes, I was just going to say this. And I think eight is too much. It should be just the typical, like in real life, three strikes. Agreed. Yeah. I think the idea for the eight strikes is probably to make it a little bit easier on Xbox because when they are reviewing these things, obviously they are worried about people abusing this. And I think giving more strikes gives them a little wiggle room where they can be kind of like, eh, okay, we'll give this guy a strike, but it's not going to be a huge deal. As opposed to if you do say three strikes and you're out, you do have to be very careful about making sure people are not abusing that. Because now, it, like one can slip through the cracks and it won't affect you. So, Remind I think me. if I had to guess, I would say that's why, as they're trying to be a little bit safer about making sure that this is implemented fairly. And yet, how many strikes do we need to get out of YouTube? Three. One. <laughs> that's because we got a strike two year, one or two years ago for. Stupid reasons for YouTube, but really, what the hell? Getting straight on public content. So, yeah, eight is too much. Five, Ali. Let's bargain. Five at least. But that's a good, that's a good implementation. Really try to calm down the toxic communities. Always good. Yep. And I think part of the reason that they were doing this is because they were saying, I guess it wasn't very clear before. So they just wanted to come out and clear the air and say, this is the exact policy. This is what we're doing, so there's no more confusion. Only on Xbox. That's good. Huh? Clarity is always good. Sorry, is it only on Xbox, you said? I would assume it's also on, say, the Xbox app on the PC, but yeah. Okay, uh, just to know if uh, PlayStation is following through or if it's really just... No, this is a Microsoft policy. Just Microsoft. Huh? Okay. So what's the PlayStation policy for this? Do they have a, like a harassment policy? I'm sure they do, but I don't know what it is. I'd have to look it up. Okay. I was just curious. I don't know if Steam House has a policy now that I think about it. Uh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to do my third story because I'm like, oh God, how do we, how do I go to a boring hardware story after all of this stuff? <laughs> so let's skip that. And since we're almost going to end, what do you guys, so Antoine, when are you going to start playing Baldur's Gate 3 with Eric? It's a hundred gig to download. I started this afternoon. It's not, still not finished. It's insane. But likely soon, probably this week, as soon as I figure out how to stream, because okay. you can still use Restream, right? In the worst case. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, you can still use Restream for sure, but it's, you just stream to two platforms. Oh, as long as I can stream. I think we still have the year on it. Hmm? Oh, okay. Adam, what do you use to to stream usually? I am using so I use OBS and I have a plugin called MultiStream, and that allows me to stream to multiple sources simultaneously. Maybe I'll check that. And thanks. So Adam, I think I have not seen you stream in a while. So this is going to continue at least until September. Next week. Oh, yeah. next week. Next week should be the last week that I'm not streaming. And then hopefully I'll start streaming the week after that. Yeah. So okay. in two weeks, I should hopefully be back. I actually did have yesterday morning off, but then I ended up sleeping the whole morning because I get up every morning. I have class every day at nine or 10, and then I get off work every day at nine or 10 and so it's that's been, terrible so yesterday i was like all right i can wake up i can stream i'm gonna go to bed early went to bed around midnight and woke up at 11 in the morning <laughs> oh god <laughs> and i gave him work to to do to make the voice on another video sorry adam <laughs> yes, right, yeah how dare i have a life uh, that's right sorry. noble cooper i'm so sorry i apologize for uh, for uh, yeah having a life yeah i apologize yeah 
Yeah, no, life would just be so much more convenient if instead of sleep, I could just sit in this chair and plug myself into the wall and recharge that way. <laughs> so I'm waiting that. for my cybernetic body to come in the mail. And then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> nice. Cyberpunk, come on. Yeah, I'll be streaming Pelia tomorrow, hopefully to YouTube and Twitch, because I just didn't activate Twitch the last time because I ran out of time. Wasting time on kick, kick, you suck a lot, even though you have <laughs> give a 50% share of revenue. But why does the stream keep crashing and there's no way to figure it out or ask support or, oh God, I'd pay for someone to fix that issue, actually. But yeah, yep, I'll be streaming Pelia. Tomorrow I will be streaming the now i have to build my house and I have to cut down a whole bunch of trees and stuff which listening to this doesn't sound exciting but let me tell you it's a very relaxing the game is very beautiful and you get to see lots of strange people running around one of the things i did highlight last week was that this the in-game store has no experience boosters or skill boosters there's just literally clothing that you can buy at the moment which is nice i like it and so far i'm enjoying it and if you want to find out what the game is like tune in it'll be probably afternoon about 3 a.m eastern standard time unfortunately because that's when i'm not working i work mornings and evenings but yeah no if you're in south africa or anywhere of taiwan minus six hours yep you can definitely tune in all right cool and then we will see you guys hopefully next week on time at 9 a.m and we have to keep an eye out for daylight savings time at some point as well okay then see you guys later all right have a good night bye bye cat i can hear the cat yeah, he's freaking out. <laughs> How did you hear the cat? I didn't hear it. any cats. Yeah, I could hear from the background. He... Yeah, again. yeah, he's freaking out. Why is he, Why is he freaking out? Because he hasn't had breakfast yet and he's demanding it. Uh... And he's always hungry. Like, I don't... That, is that cat the, is the always hungry. the big white cat? That's the small white cat. Oh, okay. The big white cat's a female. She's pretty quiet. But this one, oh my God. He's a tiny little guy, but he eats so much. <laughs> and he's very vocal, isn't he? He is when he wants to be. <laughs> Otherwise, he's he's a coward. If somebody else enters the house, he will hide. You will not see him for hours. But when when it's just us in the house, yeah, he'll make his presence known. Cool. All right, gents, I am going to let me stop first, actually. And Adam, you're 